So not only do I enjoy fantasy football, but I also enjoy other fantasy sports as well. Mainly, fantasy baseball. Currently, with the labor disputes between the owners and the players, we're in a wait-and-see mode. But producer Hank has told me that he has exclusive audio from a man on the inside of those very meetings. Hank, you got that video? Yeah. Oh, you got the audio? Okay. All right, here we go. Exclusively from the collective bargaining agreements. Hey, guys. Oh, big goals, huh? All right. Well, see you later. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook. Haven't been haven't been banned yet. Dennis M. Roy over there. Hit me up on Messenger. DM me to get these fantastic, if I do say so myself, fantastic depth charts that are out for 2022. We are through the NFC uh, conference. I am currently about 33%, about a third of the way through the AFC. I'll have them done this weekend, which is good because we do have the uh, scouting combine coming up next week, which is going to be great. Uh, The USFL had their draft. Whether or not I actually go through that remains to be seen. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, if I do end up going through that whole USFL thing right now, as far as with the draft, oh, my friends, I think I'm going to make a fun podcast where I am actually uh, getting a little drunk while I'm doing it. I figured that would be kind of a fun little thing to do on the weekend. So pay attention. That one should come up uh, this weekend. As long as I remember to hit record, remember, going to be drinking for that one. So <clears throat> we are going to dive into the NFC East today and uh, see what's happening with the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and oof, those douche canoes out of uh, Washington. Or are they still the douche canoes? Time's going to tell. Time's going to tell. We'll get there soon enough. But we are going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. No changes as far as the coaching staff is concerned. So our biggest concern is the free agents uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and whether or not the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to actually resign these free agents. They are currently $21 million over the cap. <clears throat> they have nine offensive free agents, 14 defensive free agents. Let's take a look here. Let's see what's going on. We're going to start along the offensive line as per usual. Uh, if you have your depth charts color color coding key, uh, you, you're going to be able to follow along here. Pardon me. As well as if you have the depth charts up in front of you. So offensive line, starting from left tackle to right tackle, we have Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, who is a free agent at the left guard position. Oh. Oh, my God. The guy is from Wisconsin, and I still can never say his name right. Tyler Beadaz. 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 It's Tyler Beadaz. Come on. Beadaz. To either a small human child or to a lovely floof pet. Zach Martin at right guard and Lyle Collins at right tackle. Offensive line actually graded out really well, which is kind of surprising considering the fact that um, when you actually watch the games, uh, Dak Prescott really didn't seem to have a whole hell of a lot of time. Um, and the <clears throat> the running game tended to break down later in the season. So 
is that is that pointing to the fact that maybe this offensive line is getting a little bit older? Quite possibly. They're going to need to probably filter in some new life into this offensive line, at least behind them. Uh, as far as the backups are concerned, you know, we have the one free agent at the left guard position with Connor Williams behind uh, Tyron Smith at left tackle. You have Terrence Steele and Josh Ball. Uh, Connor McGovern and Braylon Jones behind Connor Williams at the left guard position. Matt Farnick uh, behind <laughs> Bia Dads at center. Mitch Hyatt, who is an exclusive rights free agent, so he'll probably be back. Avante Collins uh, as well at the right guard position behind Zach Martin. And behind Lyle Collins, you have Ty Anishki, uh, unrestricted free agent, and Isaac Alarcon, who was... Uh, uh, one of the little darlings from uh, Hard Knocks. Um, God, where the hell is he from? God damn it, I can't remember. I think it was from Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but any which way. Uh, so they're going to need some help in here. Uh, Nishki probably is going to be kept. You can get him for use him for pretty cheap. Uh, Williams might be gone, though. I don't know right now if they're going to be able to afford him. Uh, we're going to have to look at the defensive side of the ball, see where they're going to be deficient as far as free agents. So, um, But offensive line definitely uh, should be a need uh, as far as depth is concerned, even if they re-sign Connor Williams. Uh, build up that depth. Build up your future um, behind uh, your starters. So... Uh, as far as the quarterback position, Dak Prescott, you know, he ranked just above 80, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. He did pretty well. He, at times, at times it seemed like he was kind of confused on where to go with the ball. Now, some of that is, you know, the the wide receivers just couldn't break loose, uh, get that separation that they needed. So it doesn't all fall on Dak Prescott's shoulders. Uh, the fact that that running game started kind of failing later in the year uh, didn't help as well. Uh, seemed like defenses really weren't too worried about it. Um, so pretty much it put more of the focus on Dak Prescott. You saw you know better, stronger rushes against him, and so you know the his performance just wasn't. I don't think his performance was where his rating was. Now, if you would have told me he would have been in the high 70s, you know, 75, somewhere between 75 and 80, I could buy it a little bit more. Um, but his but his rating in that higher, you know, just below elite level, not so much. Not saying that Dak Prescott can't be elite, but I'm just saying that his play really didn't show him being elite. Uh, in the 2021 season. Cooper Rush behind him, primary backup. They did bring in Will Greer, uh, kid from West Virginia. Um, I like Will, I, I actually like Will Greer, um, but he's never going to be, he's never going to be a, an actual capable NFL starter. Uh, ben DiNucci is actually still there as well, so if you like your Italian backups, Ben DiNucci is your guy. At running back, you have Ezekiel Elliott getting a little long in the tooth. So as far as fantasy is concerned, you're going to keep backing him up. Uh, you know, farther down uh, the first round, maybe early second round, I'll have to take a look at <clears throat> what's going on. At some point, maybe you're going to do this on the Sunday on the Sunday night podcast that I record, uh, go into the NFFC, see what their ADP is lo- looking like. Uh, that'll be kind of nice to put in right in between uh, the NFC and AFC charts. So his primary backup, Tony Pollard, actually rated up very well. Uh, he rated up just under elite. Corey Clement, unrestricted free agent. He's gone. There's no reason to have him there. Siwo uh, Elanulu. Uh, yeah, God, butchered his name. Sorry. I know Rico Dowdle, though. Um, that one's easy enough. Ito Smith and then Jaquan Hardy. Uh, Jaquan Hardy, they're going to probably keep around. Ito Smith, maybe, maybe is going to be there. I don't think he'll be a cap casualty. Um, 
I'm going to try and say it again. Alanilu Lua. <laughs> Alanilua. Enrico Dwaddle. Or Dawdle. Uh, actually can play fullback too. So, And I think they're actually, they were drafted as fullbacks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wide receivers, you have Amari Cooper still on the one side. Uh, graded out, you know, above average. Uh, but, you know, kind of like right in between elite and average. Uh, behind him, Malik Turner, unrestricted free agent. Noah Brown, unrestricted free agent. CeeDee Lamb on the other side. Uh, he also graded out uh, right around where Dak Prescott was, and that was kind of a surprise with how many drops he had uh, this last season. Again, I take some of these ratings with a grain of salt. Um, you really have to look at how the player played on the field, which means that you actually have to watch, you know, if you watch the games themselves uh, as much as humanly possible, um, you're going to, you would probably picked up that his rating should not have been that high. Uh, Michael Gallup, unrestricted free agent. Now he did get hurt. So it's quite possible they can bring him back for virtually nothing. Uh, TJ Vasher, non-football injury list. He's probably gone. Robert Foster, um, <laughs> Robert Foster of the, Old Buffalo Bills, Robert Foster, who just seems to move to every other team. Uh, he's like on like five different teams each year. And then Brandon Smith bringing up the rear there in the slot. Uh, did not put CeeDee Lamb in the slot. Left him on the outside because of Michael Gallup. So I had inserted uh, Cedric Wilson, who came on late in the year in relief of Michael Gallup. They used Wilson in the slot more and then pulled C.D. Lamb back out to the outside, although, you know, at times they they switch in and out like we've talked about before. Uh, but Cedric Wilson's hitting the free agent market. That one is probably, to me, to be honest, watching Cedric Wilson play actually was pretty decent in his route running. Um, it was able to, and you know, look confident catching the ball. He's probably a guy that they're going to want to try and keep around. And then behind him, you got Simi Fihoko. Just love the name, Fihoko. Um, backing him up there. Again, depth player. So wide receiver's probably going to end up being a need. Uh, if you see these guys, you know, Turner, Brown, Wilson, Gallup, you see any of them leave, um, they're definitely going to have to find replacements to you know fill those uh, fill up the depth at the position uh tight end dalton schultz hitting free agency i think he's as good as gone i don't see them franchise tagging him to be honest uh although it might be smart of them to actually keep him around considering the fact that blake jarwin really has done nothing uh for about the last two or three years just can't seem to stay on the field backing up also is sean mckeon jeremy sprinkle former Washington uh, player, Ian Bunting, and Nick Ralston. I didn't know they had that many damn tight ends on their team until I started making the depth charts again this year. But uh, it would you'd like to see them be able to re-sign Dalton Schultz, give Dak Prescott that weapon at the tight end position. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to get overpaid by somebody else, uh, and then they're going to be stuck with Blake Jarwin being a primary uh, receiving tight end. McKeon is more of a uh, blocking tight end. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. He's more of a blocking tight end slash touchdown vulture tight end than anything else. Okay. Uh, switching over to the defensive side, we're moving from basically strong side, strong side to weak side. Uh, you got Demarcus Lawrence at the one defensive end position backed up by Terrell Basham, Brett Urban, is going to be an unrestricted unrestricted free agent. Brett Urban, the man who can never stay healthy. Uh, at D-tackle, Carlos Watkins is hitting the free agent market. Uh, backed up by Quintana Bohana, Tristan Hill, and Josiah Bronson. Now, Tristan Hill should have actually been the primary backup, but um, I'm just going by our lads for right now um, on their depth charts. I'll probably end up switching that out now. If they don't replace Carlos Watkins via the draft, free agency, anything like that, I would expect that Tristan Hill would actually become the primary uh, D-tackle at that at that spot. Uh, next to him at the other D-tackle spot, Neville Gallimore. 
backed up by Osa. <laughs> Osa? <sighs> Odig Hizwa. And I actually think that's the right in, uh, pronunciation of that. Uh, Austin Fali. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll fuck up the other one here. I'll fuck up the easy one. Austin Falaleo. <laughs> I get a funny video for this. It just you just basically just paste my face on face on it. Um, I'll share that one later. But uh, <laughs> they need to fi- they need to really fix that middle that middle section with the D tackles. Hopefully, they can do that in the draft. Um, the only problem is you get over to the other defensive ends spot where Randy Gregory is also an unrestricted free agent. Uh, and his backup Doris Armstrong is also an unrestricted free agent. So right now on one side, you would have Demarcus Lawrence backed up by Terrell Basham. Uh, on the other side right now, you'd only have Chauncey Golston. That's not good. Okay. So, that pass rush, if they don't if they don't resign these guys or or plug the hole with some kind of a draft pick or a free agent signing, like I said, they're over the cap right now, so we'll see what they do. Um, this defense is not going to be nearly as good as what uh, they were last year. That pressure from the front is what helps you know guys like Trevon Diggs be able to pick off uh, ten plus passes in a season. So. Moving on to the linebacker position, strong uh, strong side linebacker is going to be Micah Pi- uh, Pisons Parsons, uh, the the terrific rookie out of Penn State. We liked him a lot coming out of the draft. That was the best pick that Dallas could have made. Uh, backed up by Francis Bernard, who is an uh, exclusive rights free agent, probably going to be back in the middle. You'd have Keanu Neal, the. Uh, Linebacker slash safety, basically. Uh, he's hitting free agency unrestricted, backed up by Jabril Cox. Um, basically, Keanu Neal didn't play all that well. So if they had to go with Cox in the middle, uh, I think they'd be perfectly fine. Uh, at the weak side linebacker spot, you'd have Leighton Vander, Vander Esch hitting the free agent market unrestricted. Definitely played better than last year. Um Still kind of a ways to go. He was slightly above average, but um, Micah Parsons was pretty much taking up, you know, pretty much destroying everybody else, and Van Der Esch was cleaning it, cleaning everything else up. But um, they would be why you'd like to see him keep Van Der Esch. If they do it, who knows? But, I mean, his primary backup, Luke Gifford, who isn't all that great, but he's an unrestricted free agent, and then you have a – basically a guy who was on uh, the practice squad and Devontae Bond. So linebackers, linebackers really hurting outside of par- uh, Parsons at this point. At safety, strong safety, J. Ron Curse, unrestricted free agent, backed up by Donovan Wilson and Tyler Coyle. Now, Wilson could play that spot and do probably – not as good of a job as J. Ron Curse, but he could definitely hold his own back there. So it's not a killer if Curse leaves. But if you go to the, sa- the free safety spot with Demonte Kazee, uh, backed up with Malik Her- by Malik Hooker, now either one of those guys starting at free safety would be fine. The problem is both of those guys are unrestricted free agents. So now we've got problems in the secondary. So we might as well look at the rest of the secondary tight uh, at uh, cornerbacks. You know, on the one side you got Trayvon Diggs. Okay, fine. He played. He was rated as average. All those interceptions, and he was rated out average. You could beat t- Trayvon Diggs. He wasn't a shutdown corner. We were targeting him most of the year because he plays so aggressively that. He'll jump. He'll jump the route that he thinks is going to happen. You know that he thinks that he's jumping the play that he thinks is happening, and then you can just throw over the top. So double moves, double moves on him were working. Beat him long. It was happening time and time again all season. 
He's backed up by Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph. Okay, fine. On the other side, you have Anthony Brown, who actually rated out better than Trayvon Diggs on the other side. Uh, backed up by C.J. Goodman, Kyron Brown, Reggie Robinson, Israel Mukwambe. <laughs> Mukwambe? I said that? No, no. Mukwamu. Thank you. Mukwamu. Mukwamu. Okay. Israel Mukwamu. So they're pretty good at corner. You still have Jordan Lewis in the slot. I still target Jordan Lewis. I don't know how he's rated slightly above average, but he is his backup in Maurice Canada, unrestricted free agent there. Uh, Brian Anger, their main punter, is also an unrestricted free agent. So they got a lot of work to do for Dallas if they want to if they want to repeat as uh, the NFC East champions. But it is the NFC East, so. Do you need a defense? Do you need a defense as long as they've got the offense humming? Remains to be seen. But we saw at times last year that that offense really wasn't humming uh, and moving on all cylinders. Ah, Now we get to the New York Giants, who still had all their uh, practice squad players on there. So anybody that's marked in the silver, practice squad player, future contract. New York Giants... We start on the offense, but first we start with the coaching staff. Brian Dabal coming over from the Buffalo Bills. His offensive coordinator is Mike Kafka, which is a really good hire because he knows his offense. Uh, defensive coordinator is Don Martindale, so that's an incredible upgrade there. Um, and then, of course, special teams coordinator. I still have Thomas McGahee in there, but I believe he's getting replaced. Uh, that hasn't been updated yet. So what do we got here? What do we got here for the New York Giants? Ooh, $11 million over the cap. Yikes. 11 offensive free agents, 9 defensive free agents. As always, start with the offensive line, moving from left to right. Andrew Thomas. At left tackle, Matt Skura at left guard. Billy Price, unrestricted free agent at center. Will Hernandez, unrestricted free agent at right guard. I was actually really surprised to see that Will Hernandez was hitting free agency already. I forgot the year that he was actually drafted. Um, so it's right, actually. I believe four years. Four years for Will? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was the 2018 2018 draft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Nate Solder then, uh, who came over from the New England Patriots, he's an unrestricted free agent at right tackle. Who does that leave him behind them? Well, you got Corey Cunningham, an unrestricted free agent, backup left tackle. Devery Hamilton, uh, future signing left tackle. At left guard, it's Wes Martin and Kyle Murphy, who is an unrestricted free agent. Nobody backing up Billy Price at center. Well, I take that back. Like Ben Bredesen, uh, Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates, they can all play uh, center, but they have listed as backing up Will Hernandez at right guard. And then Matt Pert, the backup at the right tackle position. So what's probably the first thing that the Giants are going to do? And remember that this is going to be probably at least a three-year turnaround before we see uh, this offense really taking shape. It's going to be the offensive line. Attack the offensive line. If you're smart, you're attacking the offensive line. Build it from the line and build it out. But it's the Giants, so we're going to have to see what happens here. But, you, I mean, you bring in the guys from Buffalo who know, you know, these are these are part of the guys that built up that Buffalo Bills team, so... Uh, there's hopes. You keep your fingers crossed, but starting 11, 11 million in the hole isn't really going to help you out. So pretty much just build it up through the draft. At quarterback, Daniel Jones, one year left. It's a prove-it year. Maybe you can get it done. Maybe you can't. Is it worth a shot in a best ball? Yeah, maybe. Real super late, like, you know, last round type guy. 
I wouldn't take him anywhere earlier. Uh, backed up by Mike Lennon, unrestricted free agent, let him go. Jake Fromm, they should just let him go as well. Uh, and then you have Brian Lewerke, who's a, a future reserve signing, and Davis Webb, also a future reserve sign. Um, <laughs> they are hurting behind Daniel Jones. They are hurting, hurting, hurting. Probably going to go with Jake Fromm. I would <clears throat> think that they're probably going to go with Jake Fromm and Davis Webb backing up. Um, I don't know if there's very much else that they can do unless they want to take a shot in the draft. But at this point, I think you just let Daniel Jones do it. Don't spend the draft capital at the quarterback position. Spend it elsewhere, where else you need, and just let it go. I mean, you build up the offensive line, Daniel Jones should be just fine. Now you, <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? It's a terrible offensive line. He's getting his ass whooped, you know, every single week. Build up the offensive line, give him some time. If at that point he can't succeed, then we know that Daniel Jones is not a starter. Moving on to running backs, we'll start at the fullbacks, actually. Elijah Penny, Colin Gillespie, both unrestricted free agents. If they're going to run the Brian Dabble offense, you're probably not going to see the fullback position even exist at all. So if they keep Elijah Penny, more than likely they would keep Elijah Penny if they keep either one of these two, uh, but they would move him back to the halfback uh, position. Saquon Barkley, the starter for now, unless they try to trade him. Uh, Backed up by Devontae Booker, Gary Brightwell, the rookie from last year. Uh, The rookie that, for whatever reason, couldn't get on the field last year. Uh, And then Antonio Williams, who is a future reserve sign as well. Um, Running back. Hmm, This is probably a one-and-done year for Saquon. I doubt the Giants are really going to spend any money on trying to keep him, even if he has a good season. So if Saquon is here, he's going to want to get off to a really good start, hopefully have it last all year without uh, breaking something again, uh, and take that into free agency and get somebody to get <laughs> sucker somebody into that contract uh, to take him. I love Saquon Barkley. He's a very, very good player. Um, but I did say when he was, you know, that his draft year, I said, I, I just have, I have my worries on it. Um, I didn't think the injuries were going to come along, but I had my worries on Saquon and those did come to fruition. So it is what it is. I hope he has a good year. Um, I did like him after, you know, his rookie year, he really kind of, you know, shoved it up my ass on that one, but since then, just hasn't just hasn't gotten it done, and it sucks. It really, really sucks. Wide receivers got Kenny Galladay on one side, backed up by Colin Johnson, David Sills the fifth, and Alec <laughs> Alec Alex Bachman, uh, future signing. On the other side, Darius Slayton, backed up by John Ross the third, who it could actually play in front of Darius Slayton. And has at times C.J. Board, Austin Prohl, and Travis Tovenin, future reserve signing. Slot, I put already put Kadarius Tony in front of uh, Sterling Shepard there. And then you have Dante Pettis, the unrestricted free agent. Kenny Galladay actually rated slightly above average, which really kind of surprised me. Um, considering the fact, I don't know if they just kind of graded him on a curve based on how, what the quarterback play was, but I'm a little intrigued about Kenny Galladay because nobody is going to be on him. And if they can even half-ass a dabble offense, Kenny Galladay would be the Stephon Diggs of this offense. Now, he's not as good. I don't think he's as good as Stephon Diggs. Um, but that's definitely the role that he would play in this offense. Now... You can take a look at Kadarius Tony as well, because he would play the Beasley. He would play the Beasley role, and they could even have. I mean, you you would want Tony on the field as much as humanly possible, considering he was your first round pick last year. He actually played really, really well when he was on the field, and not making a complete ass of himself. 
So he would probably end up lining up across from Kenny Galladay in the two wide sets and then move the slot kind of like uh, Keenan Allen uh, for the L.A. Chargers. At tight end, Evan Ingram, unrestricted free agent, gone. Let's never consider him in fantasy again. Uh, so that's going to leave Kyle Rudolph. Levine Talolo is also an unrestricted free agent. He's gone. Ryson John, Caden Smith, and a future reserve in Jake Hausman. <sighs> They're probably going to just run with Kyle Rudolph for a year. Back him up with Caden Smith. And just let it be at the tight end position. So, as far as I'm concerned, I might take a look at Kenny Galladay. Um, but I don't really have high hopes for him. Kadarius Tony, yeah. I probably have a little bit higher hope on him. As long as Daniel Jones can stay healthy. And this offense is running somewhat decent. The New York Giants defense still kept it as a 3-4 here. Uh, Martinsdale does run a uh, hybrid uh, 3-4-4-3, so that'll switch in and out. But uh, Leonard Williams at the defensive end slash D-tackle position, because I'm not going to give him uh, a a certain tag at all. We'll just call it either or. But Leonard Williams backed up by Raymond Johnson III and David Moa. Uh, Neither one of his backups were any good whatsoever. Uh, at nose tackle, you have Austin Johnson, and backed up by Danny Shelton. Both of them unrestricted free agents, so they're going to need help there. Dexter Lawrence on the other side, backed up by Quincy Roche, Ellerson Smith, and Nico Lalos. So Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams should be fine, whoever they find to fill up that nose tackles position. And it could be Austin Johnson. They could bring him back, too. I don't think they're going to have to pay all that much for him. So might not be a bad idea while they're rebuilding. At the strong strong side linebacker position, you have Lorenzo Carter hitting free agency. I want to like Lorenzo Carter, but he's so up and down each and every year that I just can't trust him. Uh, he's backed up by Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, Justin Hilliard, and Trent Harris. Reggie Raglan at one of the inside linebacker spots. I actually like Raglan. He didn't play nearly as well this year. Uh, he's backed up by Benner. <laughs> I can never do this one. Bernardrick McKinney. Pardon me. Bernardrick McKinney, uh, who had a really terrible season this year. Uh, I believe he was injured a couple times this year, too. Uh, and then backing up behind both are T- is uh, TJ Brunson. Never saw the field. Uh, let's see. Blake Martinez, if I'm not mistaken, got hurt early in the year, so that's why I don't have him listed as a starter. Blake Martinez, former Packer, uh, had a really good season in 2020, which was out of nowhere his first year uh, with the New York Giants. So this year when he kind of failed, that was kind of the Blake Martinez that we all knew and love up in Green Bay. Um, so the start, the other starter that I have at the inside linebacker position, Aziz Ajire, who backed up by O'Shane Zimmies and Jalen Smith, Blake Martinez, and Omari Cobb, who is a future reserve sign. Uh, the weak side linebacker position is Tay Crowder. Had a horrible, horrible year. So they're going to need to fix that linebacking core um, again. Three-year, you know, probably a three-year rebuild. But the defenses usually can come along a lot faster than the offenses. So uh, holding out hope that maybe, maybe they can get something that could sustain itself because you're going to need it against Dallas. Philly isn't the greatest, but uh, Philly can score some points. So they're definitely going to want to get this defense uh, going as soon as humanly possible. Strong safety position, you're going to have Xavier McKinney. Really good uh, player there. Uh, Steven Parker, real peppers, who actually should have been the starter. Um, 
but he's going to be gone in, in free agency. He's unrestricted. Uh, they're probably just best off just to let him go. Nate Ebner as well is an unrestricted free agent. At free safety, I have Logan Ryan. They may part ways with Logan Ryan, uh, probably paying a little bit too much for his services, but we'll wait and see there, uh, backed up by J.R. Reed. So at least if they decide that they want to keep him, they're uh, still pretty set at the safety positions. Now we look at the uh, cornerback positions. Uh, you got James Bradbury on one side. Rumor has it that they're going to let James Bradbury go. Uh, I will wait until I actually see it happen. Aaron Robinson, his backup with Josh Kalu, unrestricted free agent, and Rodarius Smith on that side. On the other side, Adoree Jackson, uh, who actually had uh, rated out as a better year than James Bradbury uh, by at least 10 points on the PFF chart. Keon Crossan, his primary backup, unrestricted free agent with Jaron Williams, and Kadar Holman as backups. So corners, they should be all right. Now, they let Bradbury go. Of course, they're going to need to get another corner or two um, because in your slot corners, both Julian Love and Darnay Holmes, you're not going to want to move out to the outside at all. So um, if they're doing, if they're moving Bradbury out strictly for cap reasons, I get it. Um, but as far as a stop, if as long as you've got a stopgap, I would probably keep Bradbury if I could. But then again, need to save salary. It's probably as good as gone. Ooh, who are we moving on to? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. $20.9 million under the cap. Four offensive free agents, eight defensive free agents. So they're not sitting too bad, at least for right now. Offensive line actually rated out really, really well. Uh, compared to most most of the offensive lines in the NFL this last season. Starting from left to right, Jordan Mailata uh, actually rated out the best. He rated out just below elite. Uh, had a really good year. I think he had the elite rating is nine, it, it, that I consider is 90-plus. He finished, I think it was about like 87. So three points shy of being elite. Uh, at the left tackle position. So he was no slouch, no slouch whatsoever. Landon Dickerson at the left guard spot. Jason Kelsey, as always, I'm actually waiting to see if he retires. There was rumors of him wanting to retire, but Kelsey at center, if they can keep him, would be great. Uh, Nate Herbig is a restricted free agent at the right guard position, and then you have Lane Johnson at the right tackle position. Now your backups, Andre Dillard and Brett, Brett Toth at the left tackle position. Dillard was formerly the starter, actually, along this offensive line, but uh, he is now reserved, did not play too well. Uh, Isua Opeta and Jack Driscoll, backups at the uh, left guard spot. Jack Anderson, backup at center. Isaac Siumalo, uh, and then I actually put Brandon Brooks, and as the backup, Brandon Brooks could actually become could actually be moved back into the starting role uh, at the right guard position. But there's also rumors that he might be let go as well, or possibly retire. I've heard that one too. Uh, Coyote Awuska is uh, actually a really really good um, uh, future pick. He came off the uh, uh, practice squad last year. You know, played some snaps, not too many. Rated out pretty well, though, you know, for a guy that uh, only got a limited amount of time in there. Uh, and then you get back up at the right tackle, LaRaven Clark. Uh, pretty much all their backups rated out really decently um, outside of Brandon Brooks. Everybody pretty much rated uh, slightly above average or better. So uh, hopefully that trend can continue, you know, maybe get another another guy or two, especially if Brandon Brooks is gone and, and Herbig is gone. Uh, so they can kind of keep this going. Oh, I should say Kelsey as well. So 
we'll have to kind of pay attention, see what happens here. Everything's probably going to happen right around the start of free agency where we try to figure out these guys that might be leaving or getting cut. Um, I know the Chiefs had cut uh, Anthony Hitchens, I think that was today or yesterday, uh, linebacker for their defense. So uh, team started early. This Today was actually the, fran- the start of the be able to franchise tag players. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. At quarterback, Jalen Hurts actually rated out pretty good. Uh, Garner Minshew, slightly above average. And then you have Reed Sinnett. Still rumors going around that they're gonna that the Eagles are gonna try and bring somebody in there. It's quite possible. Um but I think outside of maybe a splash type guy like Deshaun Watson coming in here, I think it's pretty much Jalen Hurts' show. At running back, you have Miles Sanders backed up by Kenneth Gainwell. Boston Scott, who is a restricted free agent, Jordan Howard who I'm actually surprised wasn't a free agent. I thought he only signed a one-year deal, but he wasn't on the free agent list. Um, And then Jason Huntley. Everybody actually rated out pretty well at the running back position, which was kind of amusing to me considering the fact that they didn't really utilize Miles Sanders that well. Or, Well, you know what? I'm just going to say it like that. They didn't really utilize Miles Sanders that well. Like, they wanted to do everything with – when Miles Sanders was out, they were ready to go with Boston Scott and Juwan Howard, and Jordan Howard. That's when they started running uh, the ball effectively and with, you know, like more determination to actually run the ball. When Miles Sanders was in there, they just kind of got away from it. So I don't know if Sirianni just doesn't like him or what's going on. But, if I mean, if you don't like him, just fucking trade him. Get rid of him. Give him to another team. Like Miles Sanders, he's got a lot of talent. He's really good, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Miles Sanders, unless he's going in, say, this year, like in the fifth round, fifth, sixth round, I'm not going to take a shot on him whatsoever. Wide receivers, you got Devontae Smith on one side. Love the rookie. They underutilized him. Uh, Did not put him in really good positions, but he still finished with a really good rating this year. Uh, his backup, his primary backup, uh, Greg, Greg Ward Jr., restricted free agent, and then J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah, I said Arcega, not Arcega. There's a C in there, so I'm calling it Arcega. I don't give a shit. On the other side, <laughs> perennial punching bag, Jalen Rager, the worst, the worst wide receiver pick in the last two years. Just for the plain simple fact, they took him in the first round. He he just looks terrible. I I don't know if that's right. I don't know if Rager's just kind of like, kind of like a horse man. He just lost his spirit. He just doesn't want to fucking do it. Just put him out the pasture. Just put him out the pasture already. Dion Kane, <laughs> Kang, Dion Kane, John Hightower, both future uh, signings. Uh. Hightower actually got on the field, though. Deion Kane didn't. I'm surprised Deion Kane is actually still in the league and he's not in, like, say, the USFL. Um, Just, I don't know. The kid really just didn't really have all that much promise to me. Uh, Even when he was on the Colts, I was just like, eh, Deion Kane. Nothing special. Nothing special whatsoever. Uh, Quez Watkins in the slot. Uh, <laughs> or is it? Yeah, I guess you could just call him Quez. Uh, won me two thousand uh, dollars. Watkins in that slot role. Yeah, that was a great day. That was a great day. Celebrated that one by myself. Uh, fun times, fun times. Now we move into tight end, and Dallas Goddard surprisingly rated elite at the over ninety. Uh, 90 points, according to Pro Football Focus, which was really amazing to me. Like, if you would have told me he was in, like, the 75 75 to 80 range, I would have been fine with it, and that would have been the pretty good range. But he rated out elite. Took me completely by surprise. I think he had a good year, but an elite year? I don't know about that. Don't know about that. His back primary backup, Jack Stoll, 
then you have Richard Rogers, Jason Kroom, restricted free agent, never saw the field, Tyree Jackson, and Noah Togai. So they really don't have anybody behind them. Jack Stoll's nothing more than pro- than really a blocking tight end. Uh, the fact that Richard Rogers is actually still in the league is amazing. But uh, I guess if he's only going to be like your third tight end, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And what do we have here? You got a 4-3 setup. Uh, Josh Sweat at the one defensive end spot. Now, I would have Ryan Kerrigan actually in there. Unrestricted free agent, uh, though. So, And I'm expecting them to kind of let him go, to be honest with you. Uh, Cameron Malvoy. The future signing, backing them up. At D-Tackle, you have Javon Hargrave, uh, backed up by Hassan Ridgeway, who's hitting free agency. Did not have a good year at all. Uh, Marlon Taloptu. No. Toop Ulutu. Tupalutu. Ooh, I kind of like that name. Marlon Tupalutu. Tupalutu. I hope Tupalutu keeps the job, even though he's marked in red, which means that we need to check his pulse. Tupaloop 2 is one of my new favorite guys because I just like saying that name. And no, I didn't I didn't figure out how to say Amani Aruruare's real name, by the way. I was going to do that for this podcast, and I just didn't do it. Uh, D-Tackle. <laughs> the other D-Tackle spot, Fletcher Cox, decent year. Uh, Milton Williams, Marvin Wilson, their backups. Uh, Derek Barnett. I have listed unrestricted free agent. Brandon Graham actually should be the starter in there. Um, Also backed up by Teron Jackson and Matt Leo, who is uh, the future signing. At linebacker, basically your strong side would be uh, Gennard Avery, unrestricted free agent. Patrick Johnson is back up. I can see him uh, being the starter on that side. And then Davian Taylor. Uh, the third guy in line. T.J. Edwards, the middle linebacker, Sean Bradley, his primary backup. And then you have Alex Singleton, restricted free agent on the more of the weak side. Joe Osman and Christian Ellis backing him up. So Philadelphia Eagles defense should be pretty good still as far as the run defense is concerned. Uh, let's take a look at safety, though. Well safety they're hurting a little bit Ronnie McLeo unrestricted free agent at the strong safety position backed up by Kayvon Wallace and you want to see McLeo stay there Andre Shashari uh, Jared Maiden and Jacoby Stevens also backing up the strong safety position Anthony Harris is your free safety who's going to be an unrestricted free agent backed up by Marcus Epps so both safety spots in danger there um, I'm sure somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be a jackass and go. Well, Avante Maddox could just move from the slot corner to the free safety position. No, he can't. Don't know. Avante Maddox finally got finally got on fucking track at that slot corner spot. Um, they'd be best just to leave him there and let him continue to grow there. Uh, backed up by Josiah Scott and Tay Gowan. Now, the outside corner spots. Should be okay if they re-sign the guy opposite of Darius Slay, and we'll start there. Uh, Steven Nelson, uh, unrestricted free agent. They should definitely re-sign him. Uh, I think he actually played better than what his rating is, uh, which was slightly above average. I think he actually played a lot better than that opposite of Darius Slade. Uh, He's backed up by Zach McPherson and Craig James there, and then... Of course, Darius Slay uh, rated out actually really well this year. Uh, it's probably his best rating, I think, in about the last three years um, of doing this. He's backed up by Kerry Vincent Jr. and Mac McLean Third. And last but certainly not least, the team that is no longer called the Washington Douche Canoes. But instead, since they decided to change their name to Commanders, and I refuse to give them an actual real name. 
they are now the Cobra Commanders. And if anybody knows who the Cobra Commander is, then you must have been a child of the 80s. And you played with all the G.I. Joe toys that you possibly could. And I actually, I found a video, and I'm only going to play a little bit of it, (laughs) of just Cobra Commander fucking yelling at everybody. And when I found it, all I could think about was Dan Snyder and how he runs the organization. I swear to God, he called the twins twats. (laughs) It's a fucking 80s cartoon for little kids. (laughs) He called the dudes twats. (laughs) Like I said, it's perfect. You just picture Dan Snyder. Just just find a video. Just put it in Cobra Commander. And it'll come up on YouTube. And you can just watch it to your heart's desire. And just imagine Dan Snyder's in there. I swear I wish I could do a Photoshop of that. And have the video playing. But I am just not that good. I am not that good. But we have to go over the Cobra Commanders here. They are $30 million under budget. So they've got that going for them, which is nice. 11 offensive free agents, uh, 10 defensive free agents. So let's take a look here. The offensive line, as usual, left tackle to right tackle. Charles Leno, who rated out actually the best out of all the offensive linemen. Left guard, Eric Flowers, who made an incredible resurgence after he left New York. Uh, Tyler Larson at center, unrestricted free agent. Brandon Sheriff, unrestricted free agent at right guard. And then Samuel Cosme at right tackle. Uh, backing them up, you have Cornelius Lucas, an unrestricted free agent, and Wes Schweitzer at left tackle. At right guard, you're going to have Jamil Douglas, who's an unrestricted free agent as well. Nolan Loffenberg, Shaq Calhoun, future signings. Keith uh, Ishmael, John Toth, Chase Rolaire, uh, Rolaire, <laughs> uh, backups at center, Zach Bailey, Bo Ben Schwazel. It is Schwazel. It's Bo Ben Schwazel. Uh, backups at right guard, future uh, signups, and Sadiq Charles. Uh, back up at right tackle, although I could see Sadiq maybe moving in to guard. So they're hurting a little bit, um, you know, not only with Ty La- Tyler Lawson at center, uh, who rated out okay. He'd probably be better off keeping him. Um, so then they can kind of work a little bit more at the depth along the offensive line. But, I mean, if you look, you know, the starters from left to right, it, it's one of the better lines in the league. So, At quarterback, we know Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt in that first game. He's an unrestricted free agent. Taylor Heineke uh, should not be the quarterback, or at least the starting quarterback for this team, but he probably will. Um, his backup, Kyle Allen, restricted free agent, and then Garrett Gilbert. So at some point they're going to have to look at quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be in this draft or not. Um, maybe bringing in a free agent, considering the fact that you're not going to be paying Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore, uh, might be the right move. At running back, you have Antonio Gibson, Jarrett Patterson, Jonathan Williams, J.D. McKissick hitting the free agent market unrestricted, uh, Alex Armaugh, and Reggie Bonifon as the future signings. Uh, so they're pretty set at running back. I think they've pretty much got everything covered here. Jared Patterson could actually take over the J.D. McKissick role a little bit. Um, 
but primarily I think you're looking at a three down back in Antonio Gibson. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with the offensive line. But I would actually maybe expect that maybe this upcoming year might be the the actual Antonio Gibson uh, breakout party. So we'll have to see if that comes to fruition here. But uh, wide receivers, you got Terry McLaurin backed up by Diami Brown, who I was really disappointed did not break out his rookie year. I like Diami Brown a lot out of North Carolina. Uh, Dylan Cantrell, Mark and Michelle. And Antonio Gandy Golden, who I'm actually surprised that they didn't cut the, they didn't cut him at all. Um, but the last two, Gandy Golden and Michelle, are actually uh, future signings. You know, practice squad guys. Uh, Cam Sims on the other side, unrestricted free agent. DeAndre Carter, unrestricted free agent. I don't know if either one's going to be back. So we may see Diami Brown move to the outside, uh, leaving Curtis Samuel in the slot. But uh, also backing up there, we have Dax Milne and Kevin Harmon, practice squad future guy. Like I said, in the slot, probably is going to be Curtis Samuel, I would expect. Maybe he can actually stay on the field this season. Who knows? It's Curtis Samuel. Adam Humphreys, his primary backup, although he did play it a whole hell of a lot because Samuel wasn't on the field. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. They might actually re- – I wouldn't be surprised if they – resign him i doubt they'd have to pay anything uh extraordinary to keep his services on the defense four three four three but it moves around a lot like i said with most of them uh chase young at the defensive end spot got hurt damn damn hoping he can come back Sooner rather than later, who knows? He's a bigger guy. Um, God, he's so good. He's so good. Even even though, <laughs> as bad as this defense was performing, Chase Young still uh, performed at a near elite level, uh, which is kind of amazing considering the fact that almost every other guy, player on here wasn't all really that great. Um, you have Montez Sweat. He can fill the role until Chase Young gets back if he can't come at the beginning of the season. Casey Tuhill, bun me, rutimi, bun me, rutimi. That's a nice name, too. And William Bradley King also backing up at the defensive end spot. Jonathan Allen at D tackle. Matt Ioannidis uh, backing him up. Tyler Clark, future slash practice guy. Uh, Deron Payne, D-tackle, his backup, Tim Settle, is an unrestricted free agent. Daniel Wise, uh, backing up there. Is that a fucking L? Did I hit an L? I did have an L in there. It was like Daniel Weasel. Jesus Christ. I must have been really tired when I got to that one. At the other DN spot, you have James Smith-Williams. Average, not great. Uh, Shaka Tony, Nate Orchard backing them up. Jalen Jocks is an uh, exclusive rights free agent. Maybe be back. I don't know. They pretty much need any guys that can, you know, play defensive end outside linebacker because of that flip flop from the three four four three. David Bada then bringing up the rear uh, future slash practice. At the strong side linebacker, you'd have uh, David Mayo there. Not a great year. Backed up by Jordan Konutsky. Restricted free agent. So, um, oh, we'll get through the linebackers here first. Jamin Davis at the middle linebacker spot. Not great. Not great. He's below average. Uh, backed up by Milo Eifler. Uh, Jawan Harris. John Bostic who is an unrestricted free agent, I think it's time for him to kind of uh, hang it up because he was near dead on arrival. Uh, and then Jared Norris, unrestricted free agent. Cole Holcomb on the weak side, backed up by Kalecki Hudson. Serviceable, they're both, you know, Holcomb was average, Hudson was slightly worse. Um, but still, I mean, they really had... I think that's what really killed them the most was that linebacking core in there. Um, defensive line seems seems like it'd be fine. 
Um, even with the, like I said, the switch, but that linebacking core is killer. Just killer. I don't know how the hell they filled any gaps with them. It's just a real shit storm. Uh, Landon Collins at the strong safety spot. Landon Collins. God. Landon Collins will never be as good as his rookie year. Derek Forrest as his backup there. Cameron Curl at the free safety position. I like Cameron Curl a lot. Um, his backup, Bobby McCain, is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Best to let him go. Jeremy Reeves is back up there. <coughs> now, here's a surprise um, at the cornerback position. Kendall Fuller actually rated above an 80. Um, I want to say it was just right above 80 in there, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, that's another one where I'm just kind of curious on it because he didn't seemingly play to that rating. I mean, I know it was easier to throw on the other side against, you know, William Jackson III and, and like, uh, Benjamin St. Justy, but that rating for Kendall Fuller is just really suspect. I, I don't believe in it. Uh, Daryl Roberts, his primary backup, unrestricted free agent, Tory McTire, also unrestricted, and then DeShizer Everett. Deshazer. Deshazer. Fire Deshazer. Didn't have a good year. Not at all. Really incredibly poor. Uh, On the other side, across from there, he had William Jackson III. Came over from Cincinnati. Just fell flat on his face. Flat on his face. Just was not a good year whatsoever. Uh, Backed up by Tro Apke who's an unrestricted free agent. They, you knew the secondary was in trouble when they brought in Corn Elder, who had played for uh, the Carolina Panthers and was just absolutely horrible. And Corn uh, Elder continued to uh, show off that terrible play. And you got Benjamin St. Justy, who was really just never should have been a starter whatsoever. Uh, and then DJ Hayden bringing up the rear uh, practice squad future side uh, slot uh, corner Danny Johnson hit and restrict uh, free agency is unrestricted they'd be best just to kind of let him go just let him go they could let go of that whole secondary and I think it would just make sense so um, yeah so that's pretty much the NFC East from the looks of it it's probably going to be Dallas's year again even if they lose a few people on the defensive side. I think it's probably going to be the Cowboys division. Now, that's if... <laughs> actually, it can get derailed if Philadelphia actually kind of continues what they were building late in the year of 2021. Now, the problem is, is that they had kind of a weaker schedule, which kind of helped them out. Um, but really, I mean, their primary focus for Philly is run the goddamn ball. Cause once they started running the ball and they were controlling the clock, that's when the defense started playing a hell of a lot better. Um, so, you know, game management, that's all it really is. Is it going to, is it going to kill Jalen Hurts' value a little bit in fantasy? Sure. But he's still a running quarterback, so I'm not too worried about it. So I mean, if you get him, if you get him as like overall QB twelve, you know, ten to twelve again, back in that area, he's probably still going to pay off. So I don't know, but and I mean, Giants, Giants are going to be the you know the fourth team in that league or in that division uh, for the next couple of years, unless Washington really just continues to fall flat on its face, but um, that's kind of what I think. I I think it's going to be Dallas, Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, and New York. But, hey, that's why we got to pay attention to free agency, see what happens there, pay attention to the draft, and uh, see what happens getting close to the season. Any which way. 
I guess I'm out of here. Next episode will be uh, the NFC South. So until then, talk to you all later. <laughs>